1: On the Sig Sour Platinum Microphone.
0: Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail.
1: Proudly presented to you by X Insurance. X Insurance. X Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights. Mark Walters.
0: Walters. Armed American Radio's monster cast in these car firearms group studios on the SIG Sour microphone, All of it presented by X-Insurance begins right now. Remember, this is not the end of your week. This is the beginning of your week. And here I am in beautiful Utah, and I want to take this opportunity to thank Rick Lindsey and the entire X-Insurance staff for having us out there so that we can bring you this national broadcast today on hundreds of radio stations from the beautiful Winter Wonderland playground That is the Salt Lake City, Park City, Heber City, Utah area. It is absolutely gorgeous, and I've got a great program lined up for you. And it starts right now with a solid hour with Mr. Neil McCabe from One American News Network. Neil McCabe, welcome in. Uh, The the landscape of politics since we spoke just (laughs) days ago has radically changed again, has it not? So I'm looking forward to talking to you. Welcome in, brother. Let's give a big thanks to One American News, too, by the way.
2: Yeah. I, I, I really want to thank my bosses at one American news for giving me the permission to uh, continue to contribute to this program. And a lot of people ask me where to find one American news and they can go to dot OANN.com. They can download the OANN live app and they can watch one American news on their phone. Just like I do, <laughs> just like everybody watches TV on their phone. And then obviously this is a laptop also, but, uh, I would encourage everyone to download the One American News uh, live app, OANN.com. They can find that, Mark.
0: Neil, I appreciate it, and I appreciate One American News, and I thank them for allowing you to be here. It's wonderful to have you. You've been a longtime contributor to this program for years. And I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) I I don't even know where to begin
2: with you. So we're just Hold on, hold on. Let me just say this. Let me (laughs) just say this. It's, you know, it's like I'm I'm so, like, I, I... I'm I'm rejoining them on American News, right? This is my third stint with them, right? So it's like so it's like I have no excuse, they have no excuse, right? It's like Ricky Gervais doing the Golden Globes, right? It's just like, hey, and um and I said, Yeah, and I and I wanna contribute to one of to uh, Armed American Radio and uh they're like uh I'm like come on
1: Yeah, come <laughs> on. Like, Don't right, make right. this like Rick's
2: Rock at like, the Oscars, right? <laughs> I was like, I was like Come on. And it's, um, it's really about, uh, and I, what I told them was it's, it's I'm Mark's friend <laughs> and I just love hanging out with him on Sunday nights, like millions of other Americans. And so I'm really grateful for this opportunity, you know, and it, and as, uh, you know, I was just thinking, as you were talking about, uh, about me being on the show, you know, it's like there were times when I really thought my career was over and you are the guy I call, you know, and you're like, What? what? come on. And uh, so things, you know, things haven't always been as dire as when I've uh, when I've had moments to call you, Mark. And I want to I just want to say in this public forum, thank you for your friendship and your encouragement and your mentorship uh, through the years, sir. Oh, Neil, it means
0: a lot to hear you say that. And I know I speak on behalf of all of my listeners. You are a fan favorite. And getting the political insight from you out of Washington D.C. Let's let me say it this way: getting political inside info out of D.C. is not easy. Having you here to do that is is a true helping hand. It really, truly is. And your insight has been amazing over the years. So that's why that's why I was looking forward to having you on today from Utah. I I have to tell you, like I said, I was honest. I, I don't even know where to begin with you. The entire landscape has shifted, what multiple times. Just in the last seven days, we had you on on the weekday program. We had you on for a separate time on the weekend show last week. You've played a major role here as this landscape has shifted. And since we spoke last, of course, Trump has put his hat in the ring. The establishment is climbing all over him. There were reports on Friday. There are reports on Friday that the weaponized DOJ and, and Garland are going after Trump Etc. cetera, in independent investigations. This is on the heels of the Republicans taking the House of Representatives, which show me in any plan on any planet anywhere where that's a bad thing and not a huge victory for Republicans. This whole leftist narrative that's being driven with this by the slimmest of majorities. Last I checked, the Democrats had the slimmest of majorities, and I don't remember the leftist media saying
2: that, creating that narrative all the time. It's simply Yeah, I, I think that was recorded that was recorded as a win. And so, you know, what we saw Friday is, you know, a special prosecutor being named to basically investigate Trump and to investigate, you know, carry on the January 6th sort of insurrection investigation. And, you know, you can see that, you know, going two ways, you know, it could be an admission by the justice department that they don't have anything. And they're just looking for a way to sort of tidy it up quietly I will tell you that it was interesting what maybe it was Thursday, the Washington post had an article that basically was based on leaks from the justice department. Right, it right. basically said, Oh, that raid on Mira lago Yeah. It turns out, um, that was all just a mistake and we're really sorry, you know, because, you know, we just sent in like 20 FBI agents in full battle rattle with M4s and basically for over a law that has no criminal penalties, by the way, you know, no criminal penalties, and and allows like the president and the archives to like work things out. I think they have twelve years to like work things out, there's um, <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever, whatever. And so, you know, and of course all of this stuff, you know, after the election's over, they're like, okay, yeah. So we use, we weaponized the DOJ and the FBI to embarrass the president's leading political opponent. Oh, and also that stuff we did with Giuliani, you know, we, I, I heard an interview with his lawyer, basically his lawyers like they got his, they subpoenaed his emails And cell phone records and cell phones. And they were able to go back to like 1991, 92 back to when he was like still the mayor of New York. And so basically the democratic party through their apparatus, through their, like their, their, uh, their uh, FBI that is like owned by the democratic party. And they were basically able to go through everything Giuliani has said and done for like the last, you know, 300 years. And then, And then when the election is over, you know, they told everybody that he was, like, violated the Fair Act. He was an agent for you. Like, they said all these crazy things. uh, And yet it turns out, sorry, my bad. The election's over. We have nothing. All
0: right. Well, so so there's that. Well, this tells, yeah,
2: and that, too.
0: And this tells me a couple things, because you're right, that Washington Post piece did basically, and I think you're right, it was Thursday last week. It basically said a big nothing burger. And now, of course, the narrative is shifted again. There's two things I take away from AG. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you need more proof that the that that Biden is weaponizing the federal government in these agencies, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. This is a this is clear evidence that the DOJ is being weaponized. Number one. And number two, this tells me that they clearly fear Trump more than they let on in the upcoming campaign. Uh, is my assessment there right? Would you agree with that?
2: Oh, spot on. Um, in fact, there are, you know in the in the Bill of Rights, it says that you that, that the government is not allowed to issue a bill of attainder? And this is one of those things that's like, well well, well what is that? in this in the English civil wars, Parliament would basically instead of having a trial, before a judge and a jury with all the protections that the accused would get, parliament would have its own sort of mock trials and parliament would basically issue punishments to people and basically say, you know, you are outlawed, you know, we're going to take your castle. We're going to throw you in jail. We're going to execute you, right? All of these things were done through the legislature, not through the judicial system and and this was still so scarring, you know, so the, the American revolution was what, you know, a hundred years after the English civil wars had ended. And yet the, it was still reverberating in the body politic of, uh, of the American revolutionaries and the framers that they're like, we don't want to go to the abuses that we saw under in, during the English civil wars. And when you see these, um, these legislative solutions, towards criminal justice problems. So like the J six committee the J six committee, you know, is allowed to ask for things that you could never ask for in a courtroom because it's a political investig- it's an investigation done by a political body. And so you, so you don't have the same protections that you would have because they say, well, you know, you're not up on charges or anything. And so we just want to take everything so we know what happened.
0: OK, and now hold, hold, on do, to, hold on to that thought, because we're getting ready to take a break here. Neo, and I want to set yeah. this up for listeners. This this is going to be a very compelling conversation, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to learn a lot from Neil McCabe and get into. Some of the dynamics in play here as we go into what I believe is going to be the nastiest, most vicious, horrific presidential campaign this country has likely seen in its lifetime, not just mine. Neil McCabe returns right after this. Don't go away.
4: It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X Insurance, we provide liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure and to protect you. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today, or have your insurance agent call us. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com.
0: Hey, guys, this hour of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. In its entirety, makers of the best AR M4 platform rifles and AR pistols on Earth. Visit DanielDefense.com for more info. Welcome back to the show. All right, we are back. Welcome inside, and I love this, the Car Firearms Group Studios, the Sig Sauer mics lit up for you here. All of it presented by X Insurance. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom from the X Ranch out here at the X offices, the X Insurance offices in beautiful Utah, and it is absolutely gorgeous out here. I want to thank everybody for having us out to bring you the program today. Lots of fun being had by everyone. We'll talk a little bit more about what we're doing out here with X later in the program. Neil McCabe, Weaponized DOJ. I apologize for the break. You know time flies here. You're
2: no rookie. This is not your first rodeo. Please continue your thoughts. Yeah, and, and so this is, there are two, there are two arcane things that um, not really people appreciate, and I really didn't appreciate them till like five or six years ago, until I was living in the age of Trump, I guess. One of them is a bill of attainder, which basically says a legislature is not supposed to act as a judge, jury, and prosecutor against citizens, Right that you have rights and if you did something wrong, it needs to be adjudicated in our criminal justice system where there's a procedure and you have a right to due process. And so with the J6 committee, you know, they basically basically were hijacking uh, the, the, the constitution and then turning over all the stuff that they, so they collected all of this stuff that they wouldn't normally be able to collect if it was a criminal investigation. And then they, and then they give it to DOJ. Um, another sort of arcane word in the constitution and the bill of rights is a writ of assistance. What is a writ of assistance? A writ of assistance is when the, the royal officials were allowed to basically, so I get it. I'm a, a royal officer. And uh, I have this writ of assistance. And then, you know what? I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to go after Mark Walters. I don't like the guy. And so I have no knock searches. I go to his house. I go to his business. I go to his warehouse. I go to the docks. I search his ships. Like, I just keep looking until I find something. That's why the Constitution says there has to be probable cause because you actually have to suspect someone of a crime. And so when you go to Mar-a-Lago, right? The raid on Mar-a-Lago was like, you know, you just can't like barge in somebody's house and, and just keep looking until you find something that that's an open warrant that's considered a violation of the fourth amendment. Yet all of these criminal protections, constitutional protections are thrown away. And I think for gun owners, gun owners also have to worry because they can do these things to Trump because because we hate Trump and Trump is a menace and everyone agrees Trump is a villain. And so because he's a bad person, he doesn't have the same rights that everybody else has. But if they can do it to Trump, they can do it to anybody. And, and so we're seeing that now where it's like certain people are not afforded their constitutional rights. And you can see how the media, every time there's a spree shooting, which is an unfortunate, crazy, sad, sorrowful, terrible event. Like I do not want to minimalize the tragedy and sorrow that goes, that is involved when somebody decides to do a spree shooting. However, when you see the gun panic that the media spins up, what they're basically saying is, Hey, these gun owners, even though they have the second amendment, even though they have all these protections, it's okay to go after them. Neil, we've seen uh, this happen uh, on multiple
0: occasions. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reported on Armed American Radio here over the last several months, staying in line with a weaponized DOJ. Neil, we've seen the ATF and we have the videos. In fact, my news division with the great Lee Williams, the gun writer, has broken a couple of national stories with video showing a weaponized ATF without probable cause showing up at someone's front door for example wanting to see holding a list of firearms that they had wanting to make sure that they had them etc both of the instances that we played the audio of that video both of the of the individuals who were the target of the ATF in both of those weaponized cases did the right thing and didn't comply and told the ATF, no, you want it, come back with a warrant, essentially is, is what happens. So gun owners do feel this, and we know this. But I, I want to go back, let me go back to the Trump issue here for just a second. Yeah. Why are they, because the media narrative being spun now is Trump doesn't stand a chance. We've got all the Lincoln Project morons out there screaming from high heaven, getting tons of media attention now. We've got a blow up throughout liberal media, the CNN, MSDNCs, et cetera. And for the most part, a lot at Fox as well, that Trump himself doesn't stand a chance. He's losing support. Uh, You've got politicians out now. Ryan's rearing his head again, as if what Ryan says matters. He's been out for several years. Now we've got Paul Ryan saying anybody but Trump can beat Biden. This is the spin they're creating. If all of that is true, why the fear? And the further investigation, is it just to try to put the final nail in the coffin of Donald Trump? Because it would seem to me if all of that was true, they wouldn't have to take this route.
2: Yeah, well, if you've ever met an atheist and if you've ever been unfortunate enough to have a long conversation with an atheist, one of the things you learn is that people who don't believe in God, all they talk about is God. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. I have noticed that Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's like enough already. It's like, and basically I just say, listen, uh, if you don't believe something, it shouldn't bother you. So let's talk about something else. Right. I don't need to argue with people about this guy being green. Right. So just, you know, um, I think that, uh, what really has hurt people in Washington and the Republican establishment is that Trump made it so that they lost their friends. They lost business opportunities they, you know, and it's, it, it, you know, it hurt. It was really, a problem because a lot of, a lot of Republicans were sort of cruising along uh, as this sort of thing where you, you basically say, yeah, we're this, we're for gun rights, we're for this, we're for that. Um, and then they basically just do whatever they want in Washington. And Trump, Trump basically exposed the lie because Trump actually did what he said he would do. And you know, it's, it was, it was shocking to people. I like, I, I remember an analyst in on CNN, like a year into the Trump white house and the guy's like, you know, Trump is doing that. I forget what it was, but like, and it's like, and the, and the only reason Trump's doing it is because it was a campaign promise as if like <laughs> like the most frivolous of reasons to actually do something was because it was a campaign promise. Um, you know, but Paul Ryan wants to come in from the cold. A lot of a lot of these people want to come in from the cold. Well, I guess that's one of and, my next questions. You're jumping ahead on
0: me here, but that I'm glad you brought that up because we're seeing Paul Ryan get media attention now after he's been, let's just say, gone for the last several years. Is this an attempt for him to come back? Do we see him run for office again? Well, what's his point here? Is he just clamoring for a pundit job on Fox or something? I don't know.
2: I think the train has left the station on Paul Ryan running for office again, but, you know, he still wants to be a player and he, you know, remember he's on the board of directors of Fox news and Fox news owns the wall street journal, Fox news owns the New York post. And the New York Post and the Wall Street Journal, like, have so they were kind words, of. I, 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 hate to, I hate to stop you, but we are getting ready to take a second break. Yeah,
0: that's right. When Murdoch speaks, all Ryan and the rest of them listen. Is I guess what we're getting. Yeah, Murdoch, 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 Murdoch speaks with us. Gentlemen, we're talking, winners and losers. we're talking with Neil McCabe, and we'll be right back after this.
5: The voice of reason on KQAM, Wichita's big talker, and you're tuned into the Armed American Radio Network. Now let's get
0: back to the man himself, Mark Walters. Armed American Radio's monster cast in the Car Firearms Group studios from beautiful Utah it continues right now. All of it being presented to you by X Insurance. We're out here at, I'll just call it X Insurance Ranch. It's absolutely gorgeous here, and we thank X Insurance for bringing us out to allow us to come out here and bring you the show from beautiful Utah. It is a winter wonderland. If you ever have an opportunity to come out here, please do so. We are in the car firearms group studios with you on the Sig Sauer microphone. Please go out of your way to support all of our partners, all of our partners. And you can find them all at armedamericanradio.com. I'm talking with the great Neil McCabe. Neil, I'm sorry. The break got the best of us there. They always do. You've been playing this game with us for a long time. Time flies. So ladies and gentlemen, buckle in. Uh, we've got two more seconds, this one and another one with I, Neil
4: go ahead.
2: is Paul right I. I Are you just, Go ahead. No, but I, I just I just keep going and then wait for you to interrupt me because I don't look at the clock. It's and like that's uh, you okay. always tell me. <laughs> Listeners
0: who don't like that—that that is my job. We are up against hard breaks. <laughs> don't float. If you're in the business and you understand what I'm talking about, the computer is going to cut us off. It's not intentional. I have to do it, or I will get yelled at by Greg behind the scenes, who is doing an awful lot of work back there while we're out here in Utah, by the way. So yeah, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm,
2: I appreciate that. Keep keep that up. Paul Ryan, yeah. So, 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 and then like the Paul Ryan and Liz Cheney and a ton of other people, you know, uh, they're in, they were in this sort of like uh, Trumpian exile, and now they can come back. And for a lot of, there's a lot of people um, in Washington D.C. who want their old friends back. They want to talk to their cousins again. You know, Trump forced a lot of people to um, break business and personal relationships, and and this is whether it, you know. I, you know, I'm, I'm based in uh, Tallahassee, what I call the DeSantis Bureau. DeSantis is a phenomenal governor. This state spins like a top. Like who has a problem with Ron DeSantis? No one. Right. Who has a problem with Glenn Youngkin? No one. Right. It's like, it's, you know, these guys are great guys and you know, whether or not they should be president or not or Trump or whatever, that's for the people to decide. But if it is, if it is DeSantis or Youngkin, or someone else, maybe not Mike Pompeo, but even if it wasn't Mike Pompeo, what it means is that that everybody can be friends again and they don't have to worry about going to the degree that Trump goes to, because Trump goes to the nth degree. He he violates your aura. And it's like if you can't you can't manufacture what it is. And so it's like all of these all of these traits that people don't, the mean tweets and everything like that. Yeah, but that also means that that guy won't give in when everyone wants Brett Kavanaugh to quit. So what is it and that, that Democrats won't... fear most about Trump? Because what I'm hearing from you, and again,
0: stop me if I'm wrong, please. I, I've got broad shoulders. Yeah. That's why I'm asking you these questions. I want listeners to take this away as well. But it, from what I'm hearing from you is all those swamp creatures. That were extricated from the swamp are now trying to swim their way back in and Trump is standing in their way yet again or they fear he's going to stand in their way yet again. But this kind of goes against the narrative that the mainstream media is driving now that Trump doesn't stand a chance. If that were true, then we wouldn't have the swamp creatures fearing Donald Trump to the extent that they obviously are. And we're catching some of that from Fox News and most of the other outlets. So I guess my next question here is, does Trump lose support? And and I, I hate to say this, so I'll preface it with this. In my estimation, Donald Trump's the only one that can clear the swamp out of Washington, period. He's the only one that can do it. Anybody but Trump were to win the nomination, the swamp goes right back to business as usual, and we are left with what you always refer to, the party of Washington, and the party of not washington. Trump is the only one that can clear it out. The fact of the matter is there are a lot of sheeple out there who speak bad language, who are going to fall for this media narrative by the probably millions. It's going to impact what's as we go into as we go into the 2024 campaign, there's going to be challenges. It's going to impact the results
2: of the primary, is it not? Well, let me just say uh, there are 330 million Americans who are not going to be president, who don't get covered all day and all night by the mainstream media. And so if Trump was not a factor, um, he wouldn't be a factor, I guess. You know? and, it's like, and the Washington, not Washington construct really helps, helps you sort of navigate through the fog that we're dealing with right now And so that's why it makes sense. There's a lot of people who want Washington to be in charge. They want all the power and the decisions to be made in Washington. And they see Washington not as you know liberal conservative, but really just competing elites. And so they don't have a problem with a strong federal government that takes all your money, makes all the decisions as long as they're controlling it. They just don't want someone else to controlling it. And so we're just going to we just swap out a different, you're just swapping out a different group of decision makers. What Trump was saying is, Hey, this city shouldn't be in charge at all. And let's just clear it out. And, you know, and and that's, and that's really the problem. Well, my fear is
0: that there are millions
2: of Americans who, and
0: maybe are not digging into it as deep as you are digging into it, or that we are here in this conversation relative to the swamp itself, the party of Washington versus the party of not Washington. But, That just want what they want it to go back to normal, the normal that they've known all of these years, which I can't stand, which is 30 plus years of Pelosi, 30 plus years of Schumer, 30 plus years of McConnell, more Paul Ryan's. All of us are over that. That's what we love about Trump. Love him or hate his personality. We love what he was doing to Washington. That's what Washington hates. So. Are there enough yeah, of people out there that are going to just say we just wanted to go back to normal regardless of our party and we don't want the drama anymore? And if that's the case, the follow up question is what happens with challengers? Who do you see challenging him? And do any of them stand a chance? And if anybody but Trump gets the nomination, is it business as usual again? I already know the answer to that question.
2: Well, the only reason Trump won the nomination in 2016 is because he was the only one who is plugged into what was really going on with the people. The loss of manufacturing jobs, the trade deals with China right. and the, the, the basically, you know, this wasteland. You go to like upstate New York and you know where where there used to be phenomenal companies and businesses. And you look at these downtowns, like go to Syracuse, New York, which was one of America's great cities. And it's it's just It's horrible. The Democrats have run. Not just in New York. And it's like, and the people stuck behind are the people who say, no one cares about us. The country has abandoned us. And then this guy, Trump, is talking about us. He knows our situation, he understands our situation, and he's going to fix the problem because he knows. He knows the people who are screwing us. Will he have enough support and to do that
0: again and bring those people back?
2: We'll see. You know, it's like Trump is in trouble. As long as people are criticizing Trump's personality, he's fine. But if, if someone can attack him on the issues, then he's in trouble. And, and if somebody can better challenge China... If somebody has a better, you know, can talk about manufacturing, if someone can talk about the drug crisis and the border in a more effective and convincing way than Trump, then he's in trouble. But unless, you know, these are real problems that people understand. And, you know, I think another problem that the Republican party has is that polling, we have a billion dollar polling industry that we've built this complete polling infrastructure and in the, and all these colleges it's a they have all these polling things, right? But if the poll is disconnected from ballot harvesting, get out the vote, drop box operations, what is the point of a poll? Yeah, everybody, yes, everybody thinks the government is, everyone thinks the country's going in the wrong direction, but the vote says, you know what, let's keep this team in place. If there is a disconnect, you know, that, I believe the polls are registering real opinion, but that real opinion is not translated at the polling stations because we that means we're disconnected with the democracy. That's
0: where we'll stop you. That's where we'll stop you. When we come back, I want to take that into the House of Representatives and what we know is getting ready to happen there with investigations. We'll be back one more segment with Neil McCabe.
5: By gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the desperado sport fish in virginia beach virginia supports armed american radio and the second amendment and i'm right there with them
0: now back to mark walters armed american radio's monster cast is back from beautiful utah i'm out here with x insurance we'll talk more about that later in the show probably the third hour awr hawkins will be coming up next as he's driving through New Mexico on his way back to Arizona. What a mess that state is right now, and we'll have that conversation with him and get some insight from AWR Hawkins. Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom on the six hour microphone in these Car Firearms Group studios, all of it brought to you by X-Insurance. Please go out of your way to visit all of our partners, org, and donate to Dr. John Lot. He will be here later in the program as well. So visit Armed American Radio. Radio. com, and throw some love at the companies that make these conversations possible. Now in our 14th year on hundreds of radio stations, what started as a one-hour show heard inside the Atlanta perimeter 285 that circles the city now on hundreds of stations around the country because of you. Support these businesses that make it all possible. That's the equation. That's what we have to do to make it work. Neil McCabe, welcome back. One more segment, please continue with your thoughts.
2: Well, you know, I think let's just wrap it up and say that there is a disconnect between a functioning democracy that responds to the people so that, you know, we don't have democracy because we're nice guys. We have democracy because we think it's the best system, that a system is aligned with the people so that when the people want to go this way or that way or start or stop, the government responds to it. And if the government no longer responds to the people, then you no longer have a democracy. That's just the definition of the word. And what we see is you have polling that was like universally wrong across the country. Every, it didn't matter if it was a left-wing poll, a right-wing poll, if it was a newspaper poll, or it was a college poll, they're all wrong. And no, and, and, and so I believe that they can't all that. The, that the polling was honestly reflecting what was going on, but because of the way our elections, the rules running our election, and the rules that we're allowed to ignore running our election, and the way people are able to game the system, is has, is a complete disconnect from from what the people want. So it's like if I can just show up with you know pallets of ballots that I found somewhere, you know who knows? Um, you know, talking about. I'll just leave
0: it at that. I'm glad you're bringing this up, because as you and I speak right now on this Sunday, it's the 20th of November, Neil, and they are still counting ballots in Colorado. They are still counting ballots in Arizona. We don't expect there to be any change there. I, I'm sure. And we'll talk with AWR about this in the next hour, guys. But I'm sure there's going to be a lawsuit at some point from Kerry Lake. But nonetheless, where you're going here, Neil, and again, stop me if I'm wrong, is that people are losing faith in this. People no longer trust this. Look, I've said this for years. You know that. I've said it to you. Don't interview 600 people and have the audacity to tell me that if you get a response from 65 percent, don't have the audacity and the cojones to tell me that 65% of Americans fall in line with those 600 people. I'll call BS on that every day, and every time we do it, we're right, and this election proved it to be right yet again. So polls don't matter to me. Unless you get a consortium that begin to add up across the board, you can start putting two and two together. And real clear politics tries to do that. All of it was wrong. It's a mess. Neil, we're losing faith. And when that happens, we do, in fact, lose our democracy, do we not? Because this is the agreement that people have with their government, right? It's just like the rule of law. If the American right. people decide not to follow the law, you have anarchy. And isn't that what's getting ready to happen here?
2: So you, you it's one thing to say, hey, I, I'm losing faith in this elections and the way these elections is handled. And we know that for the last 50 years, or at least in the post-World War II era, many of the things that the left was able to successfully do, they couldn't get it through a legislature or from a referendum or from Canada. And so they they went through the courts and they used the least democratic uh, institution in our society to basically push through completely radical stuff. And then if you say, wait a minute, I have a problem with that. They say, pound sand, it's the Supreme court, too bad, right? The one time, you know, the the Supreme court anymore. (laughs) And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, now they have to shut down the Supreme court. (laughs) I think it's one thing to say, I don't like the way elections are handled and I don't trust the system. That's okay. The problem is when the government is no longer aligned with the people and not responding properly, that's when things go wrong. And that's when people say, Hey, I can't find baby formula. Hey, um, Diesel is so expensive, but the freight rates I'm getting are so low that I am now getting squeezed and I'm going to have to sell my trailer because if I'm going to, spend, just so I can, I'll hold on to my tractor, but I have to sell my trailer. And and, you know people are taking home equity loans because they have to keep up you know because they, they because they may be a salesman or something or their you know bonuses are being slashed it's like people aren't getting raises people are getting laid off there's problems that aren't being addressed by the government and if that happens right if the government basically says that if the ruling party or the ruling regime and just rig an election, or basically not rig, but just say I would hustle uh, uh, you know, the other party. Then, then the government is not responding properly, and when the government doesn't respond properly, then you have real problems because people then have to act in other ways. All right, now let, me, let me with the last two minutes. I'm, I'm glad you
0: mentioned all that. I want to go too sure. quick. Let's wrap up. This hour with the following question, what's getting ready to happen in the House of Representatives? We've got about two minutes.
2: In the House of Representatives, there will be a series of dog and pony shows to no effect. They will have hearings where people will either not show up. People will ignore subpoenas. People will give um, drone on with ridiculous answers. They will basically waste people's time. Uh, people, they, people will be held in contempt of Congress, but the Justice Department will not in, will not prosecute. Uh, people will ignore subpoenas. They will like the Justice Department will not prosecute, will not do anything. But Americans will see this. Sack. We will see. The this. Americans will see it, and maybe we'll, you know. But I mean, is the is the press going to cover it? I don't know. It's it's just not going to be the same. If the press coverage is, is not going to be the same as when. You know, they went after Bannon and there were like 400 reporters as he came out of the courthouse. And so don't get your hopes up that the House of Representatives is going to save the bacon. I think it's important that the Republicans are in charge. I think they'll be able to trim at the edges, but unless you have the Justice Department ready to throw people in jail, They just don't have any leverage.
0: All right. How important? Final question. How important is the election, the runoff here in the state of Georgia? Or I should say in the I'm not in Georgia right now, but in my state of Georgia. How important is that runoff right now? And you've got exactly about 30 seconds.
2: The runoff in Georgia is important because it plays to how important cinema uh, and mansion is. Like twenty, there's like twenty Democratic senators who are up for re-election in 2024, and they are scared. Don't let them fool you. They are scared, and so it's not crucial like it was, like we thought it would be. But it's still very important because the Democrats are moving into the least. Advantageous cycle of the three year cycle that uh, the Senate goes through. This is the worst for the Democrats coming up. It's going to be roughly 20 something Democrats and like 10 or 12 Republicans. Very tough year. The Senate Democrats are scared and they right. don't like it. I'm going to leave it at that. Neil McCabe, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate you taking
0: the time to spend the hour with us while I'm out here in Utah. Armed American Radio's monster cast in the Car Firearms Group studios on the Six Hour mic. We'll be back with A.W.R. Hawkins right